Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. It is Thursday, which means it's time for another happy hour. And despite the title on this one, I think this one's going to be fun. Um, Some commiserating. (laughs) Perfect. Despite the title. Yes, yes. I happen to like the title, but I also like a lot of sad things. So that's, you know, whatever. What are you sipping on, Samantha? Uh, You know what? I'm going to keep it simple and get one of my favorite white wines, Pretty much the only white wine uh, that I'll ever drink is uh, Vino Verde. Mm-hmm. And it's the Trader Joe version. Uh-huh. So even classier. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's kind of got that definitely a lot more tart than your typical uh, white wines, as well as a lot more clean to me. than Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't like a lot of like the, the smoky wood-ish taste that happens. That buttery, mm-hmm. it's not that at all. But uh, right. yeah, and it's super cheap. So, cheers. And super cold because Atlanta is super hot. Yes. Uh, actually, I was going to get wine because I feel like this is a very uh, wine. I know it's a cliche, but like to reminisce over past relationships over wine. But we've been recording for about four hours now and we're in my closet and it is so hot. So, I right. switched up my drink um, and I'm going to get some judgment for this one. But I love this. It is a little bit of vodka, pickle juice. Sriracha and sparkling water. <laughs> yeah, I'm judging you. I had to get really creative because I never have any mixers. And when this guy sent me a bunch of pickles, that's a story for a different day. But I had a lot of pickles. And <laughs> I, I was like, what, what could I mix this with? And I was like, I have a bunch of pickle juice. So I started putting it in my drinks and I find it very refreshing. But I know it's odd. Um, it is something I loved as a kid. I love to drink just pickle juice. 
I know a lot of people do. I love pickles, uh, but I'm very picky about my pickles and I'll only eat one brand because to mm. me, the rest of them are too uh, soggy and sad. So I'll only eat one brand, one type, and I have to stock up because apparently they run out of this one brand every time. If you don't mm-hmm. get it immediately, uh, I even follow them on Twitter. Don't start with me. <laughs> you can't but judge no me shame. for the eye pickle thing. <laughs> I said, I said, there's no shame. I won't drink that, but there's no shame. <laughs> it's very refreshing. Mm, I'm good. <laughs> I almost lied about it. I was almost not going to say what it <laughs> don't was. Lie. I have to be open and honest. That's what this episode is about. And as always, drink responsibly. If you choose to do so, yeah, we just want you all to hang out with us. And I think this is something that a lot of us can relate to because what I wanted to talk about today is something I have been kind of mulling over and I think a lot of people have throughout this quarantine. Um, And in my case specifically, as I've learned more about myself and how I identify and more about mindfulness, um, things that I would have done differently or wish I had known when I was younger and in relationships. So I do want to say I know a lot of people get a little um, angry about when women apologize, and especially in a case like this where it's like apologies to boyfriends past. It's not coming from the sense that I feel that I I did anything wrong necessarily. I think I just wasn't in a good place, or you know, like I was learning, or we were in different places at different times. I mean, so maybe I did do things wrong, but it's more of like a. Almost an apology to myself, but but also the person that I did care about and in some cases still do care about that I didn't have the tools or awareness then and that I might have hurt that person. Um, But it's coming much more from a place of like, I've healed and moved on and just kind of like, hey, (laughs) if it wasn't a weird thing to do, I would apologize to you for this thing. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah, see, Samantha and I have very different breakup oh, yes. attitudes. Yes. Because I have seen most of the people I've broken up with, especially if we dated for a while, like after, and more than once after. This is not how you are, right, Samantha? Oh, no. Oh, no. They must go into the abyss of boyfriend's past mm-hmm. and never to be seen again. And <laughs> I am okay with that. Yeah, I definitely have the whole different like take on all of that. Typically because, um, A, I'm not great at relationships. So, and I say that in every aspect of, I don't understand completely how relationships are supposed to go. Mm -hmm. Whether it's uh, my ideas or my frame of reference are romance movies, really bad romance movies, or my parents who have been together from the beginning. Like, it's just, it's Mm -hmm. just... Uh, been that way or my uh, people around me who've gotten divorces that does not look pretty Mm -hmm. uh, or stuck in really sad relationships and of course it's definitely those who are in wonderful beautiful relationships but also I'm also one of those that has not a big tie so meaning we may I don't date within typically my friend group right this one time absolutely not necessarily in a friend group but they are in close quarters so we would be in trouble (laughs) I typically don't date within working scenarios so I can't like you are not a part of me like nope we good we are (laughs) separate here so for me a lot of that has happened didn't start having relationships till my late 20s either so that's a whole different conversation as well so I feel like the way I've set myself up has always been kind of that way and it's not again not that I'm angry necessarily it's Mm -hmm. there's there's this level of embarrassment of like (laughs) oh these are the things that we did in our relationships 
I can't see you in any other way than, oh my God, we did that. Let's yeah. move on. Mm-hmm. Even though there's nothing shameful, it just feels yeah. that way. So a lot of that, again, mm-hmm. my my whole aspect is like, I just want, want to forget. I mean, <laughs> how do I forget you? So you don't like ruminate on if I had done this or if I had done that. Of course, I do. Like I am a very, very deep, uh, I analyze everything to the core But after that is done, and I will obsess for a little while, like I will definitely do that and get into my feelings and be really hurt and it'll be painful. Like it feels like a death to me, Mm -hmm. which is part of the problem, I think. And we're going to talk a little bit about my attachment issues Mm -hmm. that if I let you in, it's really hard and it's super painful to cut you out. And it feels like death because it feels like something has been pulled away from me. Right. And there's this moment of like (gasps) taking my breath away because it just feels empty. So. Especially, again, if I've let you in to my life or into the level of being intimate in any way. Mm-hmm. So I may really be hurt and in pain for a good, like, maybe even, like, two months. Like, you know, and it doesn't matter. Sex in the City has an episode where it <laughs> gives you a calculation of how long you have, like, like half oh, the time wow. that you've been together. Mm. To, to really be hurt. Mm-hmm. So if you've been together with someone for six months, you have three months to get over it. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't think those calculations <laughs> are correct, but somewhere oh, what? like that. <laughs> but I, I, it may take me a while, but yeah. once it's over, it's over and I want you to be gone. Okay. Okay. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, it, and that's been very interesting. I think when we've had conversations about this, because we do have such different approaches where I'll be telling you about like, oh, I'm going to go see my ex-boyfriend for this. And you're like, why? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm very shocked. Well, and to be fair, half the time between you and everybody else who do see their exes, it's typically because they're still using you for something. That's, uh, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, and to be (laughs) fair, I also, I think this is natural. But when that happens, there is an element of what is this really about? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to get to the underlying reason. And I do want to say, like, we're talking about boyfriends here. And I'm talking about boyfriends here. I have dated women, but I've never had quite as long term of a relationship with a woman. And if I, if I was apologies to girlfriends past, it would be, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing and I was waiting on the other person to show me. Right. Yes. And and also very unsure, which I've really appreciated a lot of listeners have written in about this, of being in college when this was happening and doubting like, oh, am I just college experimenting and then feeling really terrible that I might be doing that to somebody. It didn't turn out to be the case, but I got, I got it in my head about that of like, am I just doing this because it's cool or something, which is really unfortunate. And I did have some really sweet relationships that meant a lot to me. And that's that's something when I look back on most of my relationships, not all of them, I don't think that they were a waste of time because I did learn something about myself and what I want in a lot of them. And in a lot of them, I had like some beautiful times and memories that we made but yeah, there are things that I, I catch myself wishing I, I could apologize for. And it, it is not that the other person is blameless. But yeah, just sort of an acknowledgement of like, 
I didn't know how to deal with this at this time, and I might have hurt you because of it, and I'm sorry. Right. So one of the big ones is communication. And it's so funny because we say that all the time, and I feel like we all know it, (laughs) but we Mm -hmm. all make this mistake. And I didn't know what I wanted, and I didn't know how to speak up for it. So I just would kind of like almost like a kind of a flight or fright, like freeze sensation. But I would make it appear as though, you know, I'll just do whatever they want and make it look like I want that thing too. Right. Because I didn't, I didn't know. But that in turn led to a building up of issues and of almost resentment. I don't think I ever really reached that. But where we didn't want the same things, but we weren't communicating about it and we were misunderstanding each other's like needs around it. And also, I'm just a very... I. I'm not good in relationships either, I guess. Or I I uh, am someone who's very um, open and I will <laughs> say things that perhaps you shouldn't, you wouldn't say. So I would, I remember one memory that ma- it, feel, it makes me feel really bad. But I was talking about somebody I had a crush on to my boyfriend. <laughs> but it was just like, I get crushes and they, they're like this and then they move on. And it wasn't right. a thing to make him jealous. It wasn't any, but I get that that's what normally in relationships it would be. And I feel, I feel terribly about it. I didn't mean it that way, but I'm sure that it hurt. And I, <laughs> it's just, right. I think a part of that is being asexual where it's, I know nothing's going to come of this thing. And it's just sort of like, oh, he loves D&D and I love D&D and right now it's great. And then I'll never see him again and it, it'll suck, but that's just how it is. Right. I think, and and one of the big things that we don't talk about enough in general, when we talk about communications, yeah, so we definitely need to do that. But part of the thing with communication is being able to trust that you can say it. And that's a big proponent that we don't put a lot of stock in. Just because we say it doesn't mean it's going to be received well. And if you're watching to see how it's received, that's part of trust. And I think... Even though, yes, we can simply say, communicate, this will make mm-hmm. things better. That's not necessarily true. And right. a lot of that is guarding, which is why you say, you communicated. You thought so-and-so was fun. Right. And that was a small crush. That was a huge mistake. And that, 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 kind of, that kind of leads to that conversation is, okay, do I trust you enough? And do you know me well enough that when mm-hmm. I say this, you know what is being said? And of course, right. the communication part is being able to come back and be like, okay, Let's let's talk about this. Right. I was bothered. Can we you know, yeah. sort through it? And that's that's the big difference. Is like mm-hmm. yes, the simple term is be honest, be open, but but not too honest, too open. Engage, engage what what is being said and what is being heard, and that's part of the problem. I'm in my head all yeah. of the time thinking, if I say this, this is going to be a problem, right? And to the point that I won't say it because I don't want to be a par- problem, right? And that has everything to do with trust. And that's a whole different level. And it kind of is just a cyclical thing of if one is without the other, you're not going to receive either. So it's kind of that balance of understanding that. And with that communication, being on the same page, Mm -hmm. and that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. No, that's an excellent point. Because I think one of the biggest things when I look back of this relationship in particular, I was like, even if... I wanted to trust and I think that there it was a pretty safe space because of all this other stuff I'd gone through. I didn't completely trust. 
And I was too scared to even admit to myself that. And so I mm-hmm. definitely didn't admit it. Because it was kind of like a charade that I was, I was fine. It's okay. But it wasn't fine and it wasn't okay. So I think in this, like when I told him about the crush, even though I didn't mean it to be, I do think there was a part of me being like, let's just end this. <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> right. or so, planning some kind of like, because at, at that point it had been many years and it was kind of clear that something was amiss. <laughs> right. And, and that's a, another thing when I look back and Samantha, you and I have talked about this before of, I am happy being single and I am a very active person. So a lot of times I would, I would do what I wanted to do over, like I was kind of selfish. I, I would support you. I was happy to support people. Um, but if it like push came to shove and I really didn't want to do the thing that you wanted to do, I would do the thing that I wanted to do. And it wasn't meant to be a power play, but I could absolutely see <laughs> how, it, how it could be. And, right. and that again is just, I don't think I communicated well around, I was happy with the relationship where it was in terms of I have like a really great friend and we do stuff together and we were really close. But right. the other person wasn't happy, like wanted more. And so... Yeah, I think even if I didn't realize it, it was kind of like, well, I'm going to do my thing and it'll be fine. (laughs) Which isn't great. Right. And I think that's one of the other parts in any relationship is having things in common. Commonalities Mm -hmm. are important. So if you can't do it together, then you have that understanding of, oh, we're going to do our own thing and that's cool too. Right. So either it's either or, like it, it definitely is that level you need to have an understanding or do the same things. And I, I think, I don't necessarily, yes, it is selfish, especially if you don't do it in a level of being open and honest and communicative about what's happening. Mm-hmm. For sure, I think. And again, not great, not great relationships. Still learning a lot, <laughs> learning a lot about myself, but uh-huh. understanding myself and knowing that, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, like I'm going to either do it or not, and you can join or not. Yeah. But I'm going to give you that same space and freedom and mm-hmm. as long as we're not having hurt feelings, right. Right. Yeah. And I remember talking to as a nanny, when I was a nanny, I I was a nanny for a singer. Uh he was a popular singer and the wife stayed at home and with the kids and just did her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um and they were able to f- afford nannies and all of that. Right. So he would be gone for weeks at a time and it was beautiful. She talked about how amazing the relationship was because she had her time hang out with her friends, do her yeah. thing. He came home and she dedicated those two weeks that she saw him per month mm-hmm. to him only and whatever he wanted to do. But then when she he left, she did her thing. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's actually a really great setup. Maybe <laughs> I want that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it can work yeah. as long as you understand yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that was part of my problem is I was also too in my head about this is what a relationship looks like. This is what I've seen and this is what I've been told. And I was trying to fit into that. But also at the same time, I was really fighting it. Even if I didn't recognize it, I was like resisting it as hard as I could. And we were in different spaces at different times in all these relationships and I didn't understand myself very well. And I think that is pretty key if you want a healthy, a healthy relationship. Right. And I still catch myself getting FOMO of, you know, what if I had, what if I had been in a different place? Or what if I had, 
not been in such... I was great at avoidance. I still am. Great at avoidance, great at denial. What if I hadn't done that and had like gone into therapy earlier? Are, are all these different things? Could this have been... Could I have been happy in this life? And I don't think I made an incorrect decision. Like I said, I don't think I wasted time. I learned a lot. I hope they don't feel like they wasted time, but whatever, it doesn't matter. But at the same time, it's hard not to think about those things. Right. I mean, I definitely, I think I have one of those. I only have really one of those and the what ifs. Turns out it's all in well, great. Everything's fine. But there is like, I could have done this better. Mm -hmm. I wonder what would have happened if I would have opened myself up a little more out of my own fears. But again, where I am today is where I should be. I do feel that. Yeah. And I, it is, it is funny to me how you can feel such pressure from society and be so close to somebody. And I don't know, I guess I wonder sometimes about (laughs) the other side of like the story that they are telling their friends. Yes. I think about that too. Yes. How do they portray me? Exactly, exactly. And then on the other, on the other hand, I have been talking about this with some friends that I hadn't previously talked about it before, and I, they've been telling me some things where I'm like, "Wow, I did not realize you felt this way about that person." But okay, <laughs> which is equally interesting. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to have take this space. You know, apologies <laughs> to boyfriend's past. I don't apologize. <laughs> Samantha firmly does not apologize. Um, <laughs> but also, yeah, recognizing, giving my own self space to you grow and make mistakes. Relationships aren't easy. And learning about yourself isn't easy. So here we are. We're just doing the best we can. <laughs> yes, we are. Cheers to that. To the best we can. <laughs> to the best we can. Cheers, Samantha. And cheers to you, listeners. We would love to hear any of your thoughts about this. You can email us at stuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff Mom Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff Mom Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.